Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Good morning. Hope you're doing fantastic. Uh, we're having some uh, some random, well, random or not so random snow over here in Toronto, Toronto, Canada, where I'm uh, I'm uh, based out of. Hey, if you're in Toronto, let me know uh, in the comments uh, or wherever you are in, in the world for that fact. Uh, but I woke up and I was like, okay, am I in like the fifth dimension or something? Like there's, there's suddenly like it's all snow outside. So I was like, whoa, what's going on here? So look, hope you're doing fantastic. Hope you're doing great. Make sure you uh, say hello in the comments. Introduce yourself. Uh, we got uh, Gurpreet in the house. Gurpreet, good to have you here. <laughs> Gurpreet says, love the intro video and song. Thanks so much, Gurpreet. Appreciate it. That's actually Will Smith getting jiggy with it. I don't know. Like, that was a popular song for my generation. So, you know, I, I just love that song. Anyway, I put that in the intro. But, yeah, thanks for uh, tuning in, Gurpreet. Good to have you here. We got my friend Banu in the house. Banu, shout out to Banu. Thanks so much for tuning in. Yeah, keep the comments coming, folks. Introduce yourself in the comments. Let me know who you are, where you're tuning in from what uh, which uh, city you represent all that good stuff definitely want to hear about where you folks are tuning in from uh we got lara who's uh, uh who's in the house good to see you here lara appreciate that we got puneet in the house good to see you here puneet thanks so much for tuning in so uh also shout out to everyone on uh on uh, linkedin on youtube facebook twitter tuning in also shout out to everyone listening in on anchor or one of the podcasting platforms if you're listening to the replay all right uh, Gurpreet says, love uh, Will Smith, that song. Yeah, it's an awesome song, right? Uh, someone says, hi, hey, how's it going? Thanks so much for tuning in. So, folks, today I'm going to be speaking about the three components. Well, I wanted to speak about three components that are going to help you effectively communicate your value at your interviews, right? Because this is so important. If you've ever been in an interview, you know, you're well prepared. You're, you're ready to speak about your resume. You're ready to speak about your experiences, your projects, all that stuff. And, and, and at the end, it like leads to nothing, or maybe the hiring team doesn't get back to you, or maybe the hiring team says, oh, we decided to go with someone else. And you're left thinking like, you're almost shocked, right? Cause you're like, okay, what just happened? Like I, I perfectly delivered and spoke about my experiences and, and my resume and all that stuff. So what's happening here? So look, I'm going to help you figure out what might be happening and how you can overcome this and make sure that you are, you are communicating your value effectively. All right. It's not about everything folks. Right. And I'm going to talk about this more as, as we move along this session. It's not about everything. It's about the most relevant things. Right. And I'm going to show you how to do that. Uh, some more shout outs here. We got Vivek in the house. Shout out to Vivek. Good to have you here, my friend. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Gabri says we're having a random snow day. Yeah, exactly. It's so random. Right. And yeah, it's true. That's the beauty of living in Canada where it can snow in the spring, too. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, one moment, it's like all like summery and, and spring. And, uh, you know, today we have like snowfall. So, yeah, I totally agree with you, Gabri. Uh, we got Arvind in the house. Uh, Arvind, I'm doing great, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in. How are you doing? Hope you're doing fantastic. Hope you're doing doing well, and you're doing and you're keeping well as uh, at your end as well. So, folks, uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure you mark your calendars every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time Zone. I go I go live right here to share job search tips, advice, strategies to help you folks out in your job search. Practical advice, pragmatic strategies. Based on my experiences working as a recruiter, right, as a recruiter working in the staffing industry for eight plus years, as well as, of course, my own experiences, my own experimentations as a job seeker as well. Before we get started with the topic, just wanted to share with you a great success story someone sent in. This is one of you who, who tune in regularly to my live streams. Uh, and they said, hi, Dean, thank you so much for your guidance. I've gone through your videos and follow them. I'm very happy to inform you that I got an offer not only from one, but two companies with, with more than a 100% hike. Thank you so much once again. Fantastic win. Hey, if you're experiencing some wins from tuning into my live streams, 
uh, make sure you share share with me, folks. I love hearing these success stories. And uh, hey, the difference is action, right? Implementing what you learn. That that's what's going to make the difference. Uh, so if you're tuning in, I want you to be ready. Be ready to take notes and be ready to take action on what you learn on my live stream. So again, if you're uh, if you got your calendar out, make sure you you mark your calendars. If this is your first time tuning in, Wednesdays, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. Your friend Dean Colavera always goes live, right? I'm going to have some interesting guests coming on um, onto the show as well over the next couple of weeks as well, right? So keep keep a lookout on that. So, folks, getting right into today's topic, all right? So the components to selling your value as a potential candidate at the interview. Now, I'd love to hear your thoughts and your ideas on how you're how you're selling your value as a potential applicant, as a potential candidate for the position. I'm happy to hear what you folks are doing. Feel free to share in the comments and, and let me know. I definitely want to hear more about that. But I wanted to share with you, and, and, and look, folks, this is the thing, right? And this is the frustration I hear from so many job seekers is you're well-educated, you've got the certifications, you've invested in your career, you've got, you worked at some great companies, right, whether big companies or small companies, uh, you've done some amazing projects. You've done some. You've been a part of some amazing teams. Uh, you can communicate fine, right? You you practice your you know going over your resume. You practice uh, talking about yourself and what you bring to the table. You go in for the interview, right? Whether it's with a recruiter, whether whether it's with a hiring manager, whatever it is, right? You go in for the interview well prepared, right? And it's not like you're not doing your research. You're researching the company. You're researching the hiring team. Uh, you go and you 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 know you present your pitch. You talk about yourself. You're like, oh man, you know. After the interview, you're you're like all excited because you're like, yeah, they were laughing. You know, they seemed happy. They seemed like they really liked me. Uh, I I spoke about myself great, and then nothing, right? Nothing like like either you hear crickets or no crickets at all, or they don't get back to you, or they ghost you, or uh, you know they they, they simply dis- they come back to you and they're like, oh yeah, you know, we really like you. We we enjoyed being around with you, uh, speaking to you but we decided to go with another candidate. I've actually been spending a lot of time on Reddit lately as well. Reddit, you know, uh, that that social, I don't know if you call it the social platform, but I've been scouring Reddit a bit and I hear about this all the time on Reddit as well, right? Where people go in, they think that they, they nailed the interview and the company ends up with going with another candidate. Now, why is this happening? Now, look, folks, there, there might be many reasons why this is happening, like a multitude of reasons, right? It could be your interviewing skills. It could be that you're you're maybe not talking about the right stuff. Like there could be a whole b- bunch of reasons. What I wanted to help you out with today, folks, is, is uh, the three components that you need to make sure you're hitting. That's going to increase your chances or and reduce your chances of this occurring to you, right? Uh, reduce the chances of this occurring, as in you going in, you putting all that time and effort, and 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 them deciding that you're not the right candidate. So I'm going to help you reduce the occurrences of this happening. Not saying this is going to 100% foolproof work each and every time, but what I'm saying is if you go in prepared with an understanding of the three components that I'm going to be sharing with you today, you're going to be in a much better position to communicate and articulate your value to the organization, right? And again, whether it's whether your conversations with a recruiter, whether it's with a hiring manager, whether it's with multiple hiring managers, whether it's uh, in person, on the phone, or on video, right? So whatever the case is, be prepared to take notes today, folks. Now, before I get into the three components, let's talk about a fundamental, right? What is the fundamental about job interviews? And this is something everyone needs to always understand. Not just, by the way, not just job seekers and potential applicants and you folks watching in, but also hiring managers and hiring teams as well, right? What is the fundamental about interviews? Well, the fundamental about interviews is, folks, the interviewer, the organization, the company, the recruiter, the HR people, 
they're not setting aside one hour of their time in most cases all right maybe there are there are some exceptions to this but in most cases most people are not setting an hour aside of their time stepping away from their core duties and functions and, and responsibilities to just wait, uh, you know spend one hour randomly with with some stranger that is not the intention of the organization the reason the organization is right there in front of you also also folks is not just for for you to go in and just start rambling on and on about yourself and, and i've spoken about this before as well and you know some of you have probably heard me say this in the past right the interview is not not entirely and purely 100 about you all right write this down if you're taking notes folks all right the, the interview is not simply and only about you the interview is actually not about you and the interview is also not just about the organization either right the interviewer is about this very very uh specific intersection intersection all right intersection right two two things that are crossing and i like to use the uh, uh you know the example of a pen diagram i'll draw one out for you uh, shortly but the interview is not about you the interview is not about the organization the interview is about a very specific intersection and what is that intersection that intersection folks is the intersection between what problems and challenges the organization is facing and your skills your knowledge your expertise your skill set and what you bring to the table that is the pure uh 100% purpose of the interview is 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 that intersection right there and why do companies want to hire in the first place right and, and you folks need to think about these fundamentals before you go in for your interviews right this is very important these are fundamentals you have to understand before we get to the three components i'm going to talk about today and the fundamental and look the, this is the core fundamental folks that you have to understand is right the organization has a problem a challenge or set of problems set of challenges or pain points they're experiencing which requ requires someone with a specific skill set to be brought in to bring a resolution to these challenges problems and pain points right and that problem these problems pain points and challenges are significant to a degree that they're willing to actually invest money in someone to be brought in to solve this challenge and whatever this challenge is folks it is much more than whatever salary or or rate that they're willing to pay you all right so for example let's say you're someone and your market value right is is $100,000 per year right in order for the company to justify spending $100,000 on bringing a human being into the organization the problem has to be much larger than that $100,000 they're looking to invest right and maybe it's not an immediate return maybe it's a return they're looking for over a number of months maybe over a number of years whatever it is the problem is significant enough folks that they're willing to invest money in someone to be brought into the organization so what you consider what you and I consider a salary or a rate folks is an investment right is an investment from the company to help solve whatever problems and challenges they've got going on so uh, uh, uh we got some uh, so uh, gurpreet is saying yes it's all in the execution 99% of individuals fail yeah exactly gurpreet uh, we talk about this all the time right uh and uh, gurpreet says that the interview is not about you and great advice and great discussion yeah i appreciate that uh, gurpreet it's a very important uh, discussion to have right so folks before we even get to the three components and how you can succeed at interviews you need to understand this fundamental right that the interview is not just about you simply going in there and talking a whole bunch about yourself and this explains why so many of you, you you know you're prepared to talk about yourself you're ready to talk about your projects you've got some great experiences you've got some great knowledge and you end up falling flat and if you think about it it could be because you you have violated this fundamental you have not displayed the intersection between you and the organization right now all of us have have pretty awesome amazing you know accomplishments and achievements and folks it's really easy for us to get caught up and excited about our own achievements but whether or not those achievements 
qualifications, certifications, experiences, expertise, knowledge, wisdom, all that stuff that you bring to the table, folks, whether or not it's, it's, it captures the attention of the interviewers and the hiring team is dependent to the degree as to whether or not it falls within this intersection between you and them. All right. So always keep this in mind. This is a very important fundamental for your job interviews, right? And hey, if you're liking this so far, don't hit, don't forget to hit me up with a like and a share. So, uh, uh, you know, people in your network are benefiting from this information as well. Always appreciate the likes and the shares, folks. So we've established the fundamental, right? The interview is not about you. The interview is not about them. It's about the intersection between you and them. So this is, and the reason why I wanted to start off, you know, this segment with this fundamental is, this is the basis for the three components I'm going to speak about shortly, right? So if you're not taking notes, now's the time for you to start taking notes, right? So fundamental number one is, in order for you to identify this intersection, all right, uh, you need to identify what are the problem areas the company, the organization is facing. This is extremely important, folks. If you do not understand what their challenges are, what their problems are, you will not be able to properly position yourself in that intersection, right? Remember, the intersection is you, uh, you, your skills, your knowledge, your expertise, and the organization's problems, challenges, pain points, et cetera, et cetera. Because at the interview, and we got we to gotta think strategically here, folks, right? At the interview, you want to be communicating and speaking to those specific problems and challenges that they're facing. If you're not, no matter how impressive what you're talking about is, it's not going to get the attention of the hiring manager. And I'm going to show you a, a really powerful analogy that I, I like to use uh, in a couple of minutes. So hang in there, all right? But component number one is you have to identify the problems, the pain points, and the challenge areas the organization is facing. Now, I already, and, and by the way, folks, this is not necessarily something you only do at the interview, right? This is like a mix-up. You might have to do some research prior to the interview. You might have to do some research by analyzing the job description. You might have to do some research on this and, and identifying these problem areas on your pre-screen call with the recruiter or the HR manager or even the hiring manager. Uh, or you might have to do some research on what the problems might be based on maybe your contacts who are already in, inside this organization where you can get that intel. Whatever the case is, you need to have a rough idea uh, at the point of the interview or even during the interview where you need to be identifying uh, what these problem areas, what these challenges are, what these pain points are that the organization is facing. And this is why, folks, it's extremely important for you, right, throughout the interview to be, to be, uh, you know, uh, probing, probing and investigating and discovering and uncovering what these challenges and pain points are. This is what allows you to make those pivots throughout the interview so you can reposition yourself and highlight the most relevant aspects that you bring to the table. So component number one is, Hey, you got to identify what the problem areas are. Now, let's say, you know, all you have in front of you prior to the interview is the job description. Well, in that case, folks, that job description is what you need to be analyzing to figure out what are some potential challenges and problem areas the company might be experiencing, right? Uh, so we got a question here from my friend, Catherine Ho. So Catherine, shout out to Catherine. Catherine says, what if you're interviewing with HR and don't know the problem areas and the job posting doesn't say, okay, I'm, I'm glad you asked that, Catherine. So thanks for that question. It's a great question. And look, folks, most of you are going to be in the situation that Catherine's talking about, right? You're not going to have access to the hiring manager. You're not going to have direct access to uh, the hiring team and whoever is working on the project. And, you know, sometimes HR is not going to be, uh, they're not going to have that, that in-depth knowledge about what the problem areas are, what the challenges are. Uh, and, 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 you know, and, you know, the job posting itself does not flat out tell you what the problems, what the challenges and, and all that stuff is. 
Now, that being said, Catherine, and look, unfortunately, folks, you know, it's not always going to be an ideal situation. But if all you have, Catherine and everyone else tuning in, if all you have is a job posting, then we need to analyze the job posting. Because although the job posting does not outright tell you what the problems and the challenges are, if you analyze the job description, and I'm going to show you how to do this shortly, but if you properly really take a look at the job, job description and analyze it, Catherine, it is going to give you clues as to the problems and the challenges and the pain points the organization is facing. And the, and the greatest clue of, clue of this, Catherine, is if you, if you, well, you know, when you're reading the job description, go to the requirements part of the, uh, the job description. And it's going to, you know, it's going to list the requirements, right? We need someone with, you know, A plus years experience with blah, 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 uh, must be capable of, you know, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. What I want you to do, Catherine, and everyone else out there is I want you to write, write out these requirements on a sheet of paper. And then next to these, I want you to write out what problems do these tasks, duties, and responsibilities solve? Right. So if it says, you know, needs, uh, uh, I, I don't know, I can't think of, any, think of an example right now, folks. Let, let's say it says uh, must have ability to work with, uh, uh, you know, challenging stakeholders. All right. Let's say let, let's say for, you know, just as an example, let's say that's one of the requirements for the job posting. So let's say it says uh, candidate must have strong experience working with uh, challenging stakeholder stakeholders. All right. Now that is the requirement, right? Now, what is the, the 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 problem that this solves? Well, and what clue does that give as to what the organization is facing? So, if I were to read that, what I'm thinking is, hey, these people are dealing with challenging stakeholders right now, and that is a challenge that they're facing, and that's why they want there they have listed this as a requirement in the job posting. So, although it doesn't outright say, Catherine, hey, we're you know you know we're currently facing challenges with difficult stakeholders, which is holding back the project and, and, and uh, you know, preventing us from moving forward. That requirement in itself that says, hey, must have experience working with, with challenging stakeholders or complex, uh, you know, maintaining complex relationships, whatever it is. That's what it says at the face value, but we need to look at it a bit further, right? What problem does this solve that, uh, you know, for someone with the ability to do this? So you, what, what I would suggest you to do, Catherine, and, and everyone else out there, when you're analyzing the requirements, uh, write out the requirements and next to it, I want you to write out what potential problems uh, are, are resulting in the organization requiring someone with, with this ability or, or the ability to deliver, deliver on this and this and this and this. And this in itself in the job description will give you a clue as to what potential problems the organization might be facing. All right. So, so this is how you need to be analyzing your job descriptions, folks. All right. So don't look at the job description at just face value. When you're reading over the requirements, and and hey, look, folks, I'm not saying each and every requirement is going to be a requirement, but hey, if all we have is a job description, then that's all we have, folks. Unfortunately, all right, it's not going to be nothing's going to be perfect, but this will at least allow you to analyze. Okay, these are what they're looking for. Why would this be important, and what potential problems does this, do these requirements give me a clue? Give me clues as to what problems the organization is facing. So that, that would be my advice to you, Catherine. Hope that helps. Let me know in the comments if that helps and, and gives you some insights in regards to that. But great question there. Fantastic question. So uh, that, that's component number one, folks. You got to identify the problem areas, right? So I gave you an example of how you can do that by analyzing the job description. And hey, analyzing job description is going to give you clues as to potential problems and challenges the organization is facing, right? And I remember once I was coaching someone and they were, they I think they worked in, uh, uh, I can't remember the position. I think it's something to do with something to do with mergers and acquisitions or something. And, and they were like, Dean, how do I know what problems and challenges the organization is facing? And what I told them was, and this is my, this is my advice to everyone. Hey folks, the biggest clue as to what the problems and challenges are 
is the position itself. Think about that, folks. The position itself is the greatest clue as to what the problems and challenges the organization is facing, all right? And this person I was coaching, I think they were in like mergers and acquisitions or something. And I think the role was uh, mergers and acquisitions, manage, uh, I don't know, analyst or something like that. And I told, and, and, and what I told them was, hey, look, uh, you're applying for this mergers and acquisition role. Why would a company need a mergers and acquisitions person? And they're like, uh, well, because they probably because they, they recently went through a merger and acquisition. And that's why they need someone. Okay. And I was like, okay, great. But why would they need someone uh, in this particular role to come in and, and help them out in the company? Like what would, why would they need someone with your skills? And they were like, oh, well, because there's a lot of paperwork to deal with. There's also a lot of change management stuff going on. And, you know, they got to deal with uh, this and this and this and this and this. I was like, okay, great. So the fact that they need someone with your skills and knowledge to be brought into brought to handle all those areas, would that not be a clue as to those being the challengers that, that they're experiencing right now. And they were like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, totally like that's, you know, with my skills, Dean, I would do this and this and this and this in regards to mergers and acquisitions. And that's what I bring to the table. So yeah, probably, you know, they're probably experiencing those challenges right now. And, you know, bingo folks, like, and that's, that's when she realized like, you know, the, the position itself, the role itself is the greatest clue as to what the problems and challenges and pain points the organization is, all right? So look, I don't care what your, what your field is, folks. If you're a plumber, you're an accountant, you're a scuba diver, you're, you're a project manager, you're a software developer, your position itself is the greatest clue as to the problems, the challenges, the pain points the organization is facing, right? So that in itself is a clue, but you need, to, you need to dig a little deeper, of course, all right? So don't just depend on that, but that is the greatest starting point, all right? Uh, now, when I say dig a little deeper, what I mean is at the interview itself, that's the opportunity for you to ask your own probing questions to understand the project and what's going on there. You know, what's their current situation? Why are they looking to hire? Is this a replacement role? Are you, are, am I replacing someone? Is this a brand, brand new role? If it's a new role, you know, what's prompted this new role to become open? Like these are things you got to be asking during the conversation, right? And, and you should not be asking all your questions right at the end, folks. Well, if you ask all of your questions right at the end, it's a little too late for you to you to reposition yourself and make those pivots in the conversation, right? Now, the exception to this is some positions in, in the federal government and pro provincial government and public sector are very highly structured interviews, all right? So, so you, they might tell you up front, hey, this is the structure of the interview. Uh, we're going to ask you questions, and then you only get to ask your questions right at the end. Now, if it's a situation like that, maybe you got to follow those rules. But even in those situations, look, we're, we're, I mean, it's human beings. We're conversing with each other at the interview, right? So I don't see any problem with you asking some questions back and forth to help you understand what they've got going on. So look, this is extremely important, folks. Component number one, identify the problem areas so you can better position yourself, right? So bringing us to com component number two, uh, we got Catherine says that really, really helps. Hey, thanks for letting me know, Catherine. Glad to hear that helps. Uh, Krunal, I see your question. I'm going to get to your question shortly, my, my friend. I'm just going to get to component number two, all right? So component number two, you know the problem areas. You, you know the challenges. You know the pain points. Now you got to reposition yourself, all right? You got to make those pivots, folks. You got to make those pivots. Uh, and this might have happen organically. It might happen fluidly, all right? So you might start off the interview talking about all your, you know, all of your project management uh, projects. But as you're asking questions, you're finding out, hey, you know what? This client, they're, they're, you know, their client is in retail. So I should be talking about my retail projects in a bit more detail. And the sooner you, you clarify, you know, the pain points and challenges, folks, the sooner you're able to 
reposition yourself and make those pivots, right? Now, I'm not saying keep on asking questions throughout the conversation. That can get annoying and you don't want them to think you're trying to take over the conversation, right? That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is here and there, organically, you need to be asking questions to better understand the pain points, the challenges, the projects and all that stuff. So you at your end can make those pivots. So again, this will allow you to accomplish component number two. Component number two is take inventory of your relevant skills and knowledge, okay? And again, there's no particular point in the conversation or the, or the interview cycle where this happens, folks. This is very fluid, right? It's very fluid because as the, the more you're asking questions, the more you're trying to understand what, what the hiring team is going through, uh, that's, that's when you're going to be able to make these, you know, uh, uh, pivots and adjustments and repositioning yourself. Because again, the better you're able to understand the problems and challenges they're facing, the more it's going to let you know, Hey, you know what? These are their challenges. These are their problems. So let me talk about my relevant stuff, right? Let me not talk about everything, right? No matter how impressed I am with my accomplishments and achievements, I need to talk about the relevant stuff because the relevant stuff is what's going to be interesting to them. All right, so so let's say I'm a, so I'm a recruiter, right? So now, now, now let's say I'm 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 interviewing for a recruitment position, and uh, you know they want someone who has recruited for startups, right? They want a recruiter who has experience uh, recruiting for startups. If I talk about how how you know all my experiences working for like the big banks, you know recruiting for the big banks, uh, the big retailers, and you know all those amazing exciting projects, yes, it is impressive, and yes, I'm I might be excited about it, but guess what? And guess what the hiring team's listening for, folks? They're trying to figure out, hey, has this guy recruited in startup environments, right? So the sooner I get to know that, I can, Dean can make pivots then, right? Then Dean can be like, okay, you know what, Dean? I got uh, you know, to talk about my, 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 my experiences uh, recruiting on, for startups because that's what these folks are looking for, right? So then I can make that pivot and that adjustment. So again, component number two is uh, uh, you know, establishing component number one, which is identifying the problems, challenges, pain points, and all that stuff allows me to accomplish component number two, which is identifying my relevant skills, knowledge, experiences, uh, experiences that I bring to the table, because that's what's going to be most uh, interesting to the hiring team. It's not necessarily about what I'm most interested in, folks. We got to be talking about what, what will be of most interest to the hiring team, right? That is that is ultimately what's going to make you stand out and going to make them, you know, make them want to lean in and, and want to hear more about you. Right. But and, and it's all got to revolve about around relevance. Right. Relevance, 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 relevance. OK, if there's one word you want to write down on your on your note taking, uh, whatever you're using to take notes right now, folks, uppercase letters. I want you to write down relevance. Right. Relevance is what the hiring team's looking for. They, they don't necessarily want to hear about everything. They want to hear about the relevant stuff. Like I had a guest yesterday on my live stream. I don't know if you folks uh, tuned in, but I had my guest, uh, you know, Felipe Toledo, who's a project manager. And he, he, he came from a from a, uh, a supply chain background, new to Canada, transitioning into project management. And, and right away, he got into a highly competitive company, Accenture. Accenture. Everyone knows Accenture, right? Huge company, highly competitive. And he was able to get into this company uh, as a newcomer to Canada, as someone new, not only new to, new, new to Canada, but with uh, coming from a totally different field, logistics. He was in, sorry, not logistics, supply chain. He was in supply chain. But how did he get their attention? How he got their attention was they were looking for a project manager with strong knowledge of the supply chain, right? Supply chain stuff, because they had some supply chain related project going on. So that's what he highlighted at his interview. He talked about his supply chain interest. And guess what? That's what was of most interest to the hiring team. And that's what allowed this guy being a newcomer to Canada 
as well as you know being in a totally different field and trying to transition into project management stand out amongst who knows how many candidates folks i mean accenture these are huge consulting firms like how do you stand out right and this is how this guy stood out he 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 found that they were looking for someone with who, who who wants a project you know someone as a project manager who has strong knowledge of supply chain so he leveraged his supply chain expertise and that's what got their attention right now if he talked about oh i really want to be in the project management uh, i love accenture you know it's a great firm yeah i mean of course they might be a little interested in that they're going to do the whole polite and professional thing they're going to smile and all that stuff but it's not really going to make them lean in and get them interested folks what got them interested is that this guy uh, is an expert in supply chain and we need someone who's able to manage these projects uh, in this in this realm in this domain so keep this in mind folks this is why it's so important for you to take inventory of the relevant stuff you bring to the table and you cannot identify the relevant stuff if you don't identify what the key pain points challenges uh that the organization is facing right we got my friend chirag chirag says thanks dean that helps hey no worries chirag good to have you here uh so we got a question here from krunal before i get into a component number three which is very important uh, so shout out to Krunal. Always good to, good to see you here on the segment, Krunal. So Krunal says, once we identify the problem area and we realize we have the skill set to solve the problem, how to make sure that our idea of solving the problem reaches the decision maker? All right. So Krunal, this is a great question. So I guess what Krunal is asking is, hey, how do we make sure that we're able to communicate uh, our idea of, of uh, you know, how we can solve this problem? Where this so this is Kunal and, and again Kunal this is where you need to communicate what what you bring to the table uh, again what, what you first want to do Kunal is focus on the relevant stuff right so if they say okay these are our challenges these are our problem areas what you want to do Kunal right off the bat is you want to first showcase your previous previous experiences in similar types of projects right and you want to show previous success stories previous wins from when you were able to solve similar pro similar types of problems in similar types of projects. In, in whatever industry or whatever types of companies you were working in before, right? And this is where you got to further, uh, you know, probe and investigate, Kunal, and, and you got to kind of uh, have, a, have a further, and, and you know what, Kunal, the advice I give everyone is, look, don't even think of it as an interview. Think of it as, as a discovery conversation, right? A discovery call, a discovery conversation. You should be there, Kunal, first and foremost, to understand the customer, right? I, I, and, I, and folks, I don't want you to think of them in a, as a hiring team. Stop thinking about them as a hiring team. Stop thinking about them as an interviewer. I want you to think of them as a customer. That is what they are. They are a customer, right? So Kunal, uh, my advice to you is uh, start probing, start, start investigating. And before you start showing them how you can solve the problem, what I want you to do is put in the 100% effort into understanding the problems, the project first and foremost. Then Kunal, then maybe, uh, you know, after that's been established and you have a strong understanding of their challenges, that's when you want to communicate to them what you can do from your end, right? Now, this does not mean, folks, I'm not saying do free work here, right? I'm just saying uh, with you having a stronger understanding of what their problems and what their challenges are, you will be able to present a high-level a high uh, explanation of what you can potentially do for them, all right? But the first thing, Kunal, first thing is have a strong understanding of their challenges, their pain points, and their problems, right? And you folks already do this in your, in your lines of whatever your line of work is. You do this already, right? You, you first get an understanding of what the challenges are, what the pain points are. Then you go into communicating the solution. All right. So, so hope that helps, Kunal. Uh, that's a great question there. And, and, and folks, this is what, uh, you know, some of you might be doing the, the opposite of this, right, at your interviews. If you think about it, you're first presenting yourself as a solution before first understanding what the problems, pain points, the challenges are in the first place. A lot of people have, I mean, a lot of us have gotten it reversed, right? 
but at the interview, you need to be making, you know, while you're answering their questions, while you're talking about yourself, while you're, you know, talking about your experience and all that stuff, you need to be at the same time understanding their problems, their challenges and their pain points. So you can better, you know, figure out, hey, what's going on at their end? So you can better position yourself as the ideal solution, right? So, so hope that helps. Uh, now, going into component number three, right? And this is the, the, the you know, pro, component number three, folks, is kind of what I've already gotten into, but it's, uh, you know, presenting yourself as the ideal solution, as the person that's going to help the organization with these problems, with these challenges, and ultimately help them achieve whatever outcomes, whatever ROI, return on investment, the company and the organization is looking for. And, you know, component number three, despite it being, you know, the key component, it cannot be accomplished if you don't do number one and number two. But component number three is you understand the problems, you understand the challenges they're facing. Component number two is uh, you you then, you, you know, you've taken inventory of what you bring to the table, the relevant stuff you bring to the table. Now, component number three is you have to now be able to communicate the relevant stuff that, that showcases and positions yourself as the solution to whatever problem and challenges the hiring team is facing. And if you're not able to do that, this is where, folks, this is why, uh, so if you think back to your interview so far, folks, this is why a lot of you and a lot of us go in for interviews and we're like, okay, we did an amazing job. We did a fantastic job. And then they they get back and they say, hey, you know, we decided to go with another candidate or we, we didn't feel that there was a good fit here. It's because of this. It's because you have not been able to communicate the relevant stuff. So component number three is you need to present yourself as the solution based on their specific needs uh, problems, challenges, whatever ROI they're looking to achieve. So, so it's not about talking about each and every aspect of, of, you know, your accomplishments, your achievements and all that stuff. What you need to do is you need to communicate the relevant stuff. Now I want to, I think we got a comment here from uh, Krunal. Krunal says, love the comment, treating the hiring team as a customer. I have some more context to it. I will try to ask in the uh, F2, I'm not sure what F2F means, my friend. But they have to uh, face to face. I guess you mean face to face. Yeah. In the face to face session today, if it's in today's agenda. Yeah, folks, sometimes, you know, these simple mental shifts will allow you to treat the interviews in a much more effective manner. Now, I use the word interview because that's what that's the commonly accepted term. But I would say, folks, start mentally, you know, don't even think of it as an interview. It's not an interview. It's a discovery conversation. It's a discovery call. They're not a hiring manager. They're not an interviewer. Right. They are a customer. Right. They're the customer. And you can solve the customer's problem if you don't understand the customer's uh, problem. Sorry, you can't you know present a customer solution if you don't understand the customer's problem, right? So go in with that mindset, right? So hope that uh, glad to hear that that was uh, helpful, Kunal. So going back to component number three, component number three, present yourself as the solution, right? Now I'm going to show you a quick analogy I like to use, and it's my infamous bottle bottle of water analogy all right i'm going to show you guys some sales 101 right now uh that i want you to start thinking about when you're when you're preparing for your interviews and when you're thinking about your interviews when you're preparing your questions that you're going to be asking the interviewer as, as well and 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 for those of you folks who who learned about me because of uh maybe an event that i spoke at or, or maybe i spoke to your group uh this this might sound like a familiar uh, i mean you you probably seen me talk about this before but it's very important and it's called my bottle of water analogy now, this is a bottle of water, folks, right? I'm going to, I'm, I'm about to show you some sales 101 to help you understand uh, what the issue is a lot of people might be facing at their interviews, all right? So this is a, a bottle of water, all right? And it's one product, right? I'm going to, I'm only going to try and sell you one product here, right? So this is one product, a bottle of water, President's Choice, strawberry flavored water. 
All right, because I get I get bored with uh, you know just plain water sometimes, so I like to have the flavored water. Now, how do I sell? How do I sell this bottle of water to people? Right now, how I sell this bottle of water, folks, and what I want to argue for, and how I want to wrap up this session is by making this point: how I sell you this bottle of water is dependent on what pain points and challenges you have. All right, you, 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 you watching this. Because I'm not going to use the same pitch to sell this bottle of water to each and every each and every one of you out there. How I sell, what I highlight about this product is dependent on your pain points, your challenges, and what problem you're looking to solve. Now, let's say you're someone who's who's like me. Maybe you're someone you know you're uh, you you're a customer. You you tell me, hey Dean, you know what? I want to drink water. I want to be drinking more water. I want to stay more hydrated. But it's just that I find water so boring. It's so boring. I just don't like the taste. I need something. Uh, you know, that that's going to make me want to drink it. Then what I'm going to do, I'm going to highlight the, the flavored aspect of this water. Then I'm going to say, okay, great. Excellent. I get bored with water, water too. the, you know, the plain flavor water, but this is a great flavored water. It comes with so many different flavors. This one is strawberry. What's your favorite flavor? Oh, you like peach? Yeah, we got, I mean, there's, th this is sold in peach flavor as well. And uh, it just makes it much more enjoyable to drink. It's not a plain, boring flavor. And uh, not only are you going to enjoy drinking it, it's going to encourage you to keep drinking more water as well. Um, and it's not going to affect, uh, you know, negatively uh, health wise. And then I'm probably going to go over the nutritional aspects of this. It's zero cal calories, uh, looks like it's natural flavorings. It's not artificial flavorings. So it's going to be healthy for you as well. So to that person, that's how I'm going to sell this product right now. Let's say it's a, dis a different situation. You're like, Dean, I'm going on a camping trip. Uh, I just need a, a you know, a, a good bottle of water that that's not too heavy. It's not going to, you know, weigh me down. And it's something that I can kind of, you know, open up and take a few sips out of while I'm doing my hiking and stuff like that. Then what I'm going to do, how I'm going to sell this product is I'm not even going to talk about the flavoring. I'm, I'm going to talk about the size and all that stuff. So I'm going to say, Hey, excellent. This is perfect for camping and hiking. It's a small bottle of water. It, it weighs less than a pound. It also, it also has a resealable cap, right? So after you open it, you know, you can reseal it, you know, back up again and keep, keep on hiking. Right. Uh, and it's very small. Uh, you can, you know, if you got a hiking uh, backpack or whatnot, it's going to fit right in there. It's not going to be too much additional weight and uh, it's not going to affect, uh, uh, again, you, you can, you can screw it, you screw it open, uh, you know, screw it back on whenever you feel like it and you can take it on and drink it whenever you want. And it's going to be perfect for your camping trip. So that's how I'm going to sell this bottle to the, the person who's going on a hike or going, uh, you know, camping or whatever. Right. Now, um, what's another scenario? So maybe you're you're someone who's brand conscious, right? You're like, Dean, I only want to drink water from a credible brand, all right? It has to be a well a well known brand. I don't want to I don't want any any you know fan, you know brands that I don't know about. Uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, you know Canadian uh, Canadian products, Canadian brands. So in that for that person, I'm going to highlight the fact that this is a Canadian brand, right? I, well, I think it's a Canadian. I think President's Choice is a Canadian brand, right? But hey, if it's not, just 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 stay with me, all right? So then I'm going to talk about how this is a Canadian brand, right? I'm going to say, hey, great. Well, this is a President's Choice brand. Uh, it's Canadian made. It's uh, looks like it's from spring water from Quebec. Well, not spring water. It can be uh, pure spring water because it's flavored. But uh, yeah, well, actually, yeah, it is spring water. Okay, so uh, so I'm going to talk about that. How how the water itself is from Canada. It's local. It's locally made. Uh, it's a local company, local brand, President's Choice. That's how I'm going to sell, send it, sell it to that person. So notice what I've done here, folks. One product, three completely different sales pitches. Now, what determines the differentiation between those sales pitches? Well, it's the customer's problem, the customer's pain points, the customer's challenges that, that they're facing, right? Uh, how I sell this product is dependent on what the customer's problem is. 
And based on that, I'm going to highlight the most relevant aspects of this bottle of water in order to show them how it's going to help them with their problem, their challenges, their pain points, or whatever they've got going on. And, and the reason why I wanted to show this analogy is, and I use this analogy whenever I've done a presentation for any groups, is this is how you need to be looking at your interviews. If you're not hi highlighting the most relevant stuff, you're going to be selling like, uh, and, and by the way, if you haven't understood the analogy yet, you are this bottle of water. You are in this, in this analogy, you are the bottle of water, right? And you need to be highlighting the most relevant aspects of, of you that uh, based on the problems, the challenges the customer is facing. That's the point I'm trying to make here, folks, all right? Because let's say, you know, the person who comes up to me and says, hey, you know, I'm, I'm bored with, uh, you know, boring regular water and, you know, I, wanna, I want something that's, uh, that's enjoyable to drink. Uh, if that person comes to me and I start talking about how it's a small bottle, it's, it's, it, it weighs less than a pound, it's not heavy, and, you know, it's perfect for, for camping and hiking, that person's not going to care, folks, because they're like, oh, okay, dude, like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I told you that I'm looking for something that's that's enjoyable to drink. I don't care about the size, and I'm not going hiking. I don't even like hiking. Why are you telling me about how I can take this bottle hiking, right? So, and the same thing, right? If I'm if I'm selling this bottle of water to the person who wants to go hiking, and then they want to know, uh, you know, whether it's uh, it's it's uh, you know it's going to be comfortable for them to carry. If I talk about only the flavor, they're not going to care, right? Uh, if I tell them, hey, uh, well, you know, by the way, it is a great flavor, and it's going to be great flavoring for you, and it's you know, it's got peach, strawberry, and all this stuff. They're going to be like, bro, what are you talking about? But uh, I'm looking for a bottle of water that that you know I, I can take on my hand camp camping trip. That's gonna, you know, preserve, uh, you know, have good preservation, whatever, uh, that I can I can use throughout the trip. I can take a few sips and this and that. So notice, folks, that I would be selling the wrong, irrelevant aspects of this product. And a lot of you might be doing that at your interviews. This is the point I'm trying to make. So this is why it's so important, folks, for you to understand the problems and challenges the organization is facing, the hiring team is facing, the department is facing. So you can highlight the most relevant aspects that you bring to the table. So you need to always be speaking to the customer's problem, right? That's the point I'm trying to make here, folks. So always remember this when you're preparing for your interviews. Remember, you are the bottle of water, but obviously you're more you're more amazing and complex and, and you know amazing that, than a bottle of water. But I'm just using an analogy here. But uh, in this analogy, you are the bottle of water. And, and what pitch you decide to use is dependent on the problems and challenges the organization is facing and the hiring manager is facing. Uh, and this is this is the mistake that so many of us make as, at our interviews. And this is why we're not able to get the hiring team's attention is because we talk about a whole bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with the organization's problems, their challenges, their pain points. Right. And what does the organization do? What does the hiring team do? What does the interviewer do? Well, they're not going to be unprofessional. Right. They're going to be because most of us were raised to be professional, to be nice, to be polite to people. They're going to sit there. They're going to smile. They're going to, you know, joke around with you and do that whole thing. But they're not going to see your value, folks, because you have not highlighted the relevant aspects of your background. You have not spoken to their challenges. You have not spoken to their pain points. You have not communicated how you can specifically help them with their specific problems, right? We got my friend Fran in the comments says, excellent point. Thanks so much, Fran. Appreciate that. Uh, so this is, look, folks, right? This is the major takeaway. And, I, and, I, and you know, I want you folks thinking about this analogy whenever you're preparing for interviews, right? And even during the interview itself, if you feel like, okay, it looks like the interviewer is zoning out, looks like they seem a little bored, looks like they seem like they're just forcibly being polite to me right now, you got to think, hey, have I been speaking to their problems? Have I been speaking to their uh, challenges? Have I been speaking to their, uh, you know, pain points? Or have I just been talking about a whole bunch of stuff 
about myself that I might be excited about that, by the way, that might be very impressive achievements, but are just not relevant to them. Right. Because look, folks, if you come up to me and, you know, I'm selling this bottle of water and, and your major challenges, uh, you want something that's uh, that you can take on your hike. And all I'm talking about is the flavor of this water. It's not going to be relevant to you. You're not going to care. You're going to be like, bro, I'm, I don't even care about the flavor. I just need something I can take on my hiking team. I just need to make sure that it's going to preserve the water well. It's not going to be harmful. The plastics are not going to you know, sleep, sweep into the, the water itself and, and stuff like that. And I'm going to be talking about, you know, peach and strawberry and stuff like it's not even relevant. Right. So you folks get my point. Right. So this is very important, folks. It's a, it's a simple but very important analogy. I want all of you folks to to keep in mind when you're preparing for your interviews, you're preparing for these, uh, uh, you know, these conversations, folks. Right. Because, look, each and every one of you bring a lot of value to the table. you got great experiences. you got great knowledge and all that stuff. But remember, the hiring team is looking for relevance. Right. You, the, you know, every, what every hiring manager, what every, the, the unspoken question, folks, every single hiring manager, every single interviewer is wondering when they're sitting, sitting across from you, the unspoken question they are wondering is, hey, how can this person help us with what we've got going on? That's the, that's the, if, if, you know, if I could summarize the interview in, in one sentence, folks, from the, from the, the, you know, the interviewer's perspective, from the, from the organization's perspective, that I mean, that's that pretty much sums up the, the purpose of the interview. That is what they're trying to do. Everything else is, you know, sugarcoating and, you know, uh, all, all that feel good stuff and, you know, rapport and yes, cultural fit. Yes, of course, that stuff is important. Not saying that's not important. That's definitely important. But the fundamental question, folks, behind every interviewer is, hey, can this person, can this individual sitting in front of us, can they help us with this thing we got going on? That is the fundamental question, all right? And, and in order for you as a potential applicant, as a potential candidate, in order for you to communicate that, yes, you are that person, you need to identify, uh, again, you got you to gotta hit the three components, folks, all right? Component number one, identify their challenges, their pain points, uh, uh, their issues, whatever they got going on. Component number two, uh, taking inventory of your relevant skills, knowledge, expertise, certifications, qualifications, all that stuff that you bring to the table. And component number three, communicating all that relevant stuff to them and showing them how you are the most viable candidate because you have the most relevant experience, the, the most relevant knowledge, expertise that you bring to the table that, uh, uh, that, that, that you can help them with to, in order for them to achieve whatever ROI they're looking for, right? So, hey, look, folks, I hope this session was helpful. Uh, if you found the session helpful, hey, hit me up with a like and a share, all right? I always appreciate that. And mark your calendars, folks, every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone, your boy, Dean Kulawira, is right here, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone on Wednesdays to help you folks out with job search tips, advice, strategies, practical, pragmatic tips, advice, strategies that you folks can, uh, you know, implement into your job search, right? Don't go, away the, uh, don't go away from this session just feeling pumped up and motivated, folks. I'm not here to pump you up. I'm not here to motivate you. I'm here to put you into action because action is what's going to get you results, all right? So get out there, folks. Conquer the world. Uh, and I'm happy to answer any questions you have. So if any, anyone has any questions... Feel free to put it in the comments or I will end the stream in a couple of minutes. So I'll give it a minute or two in case you folks have any questions. And uh, then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll sign off. Uh, and by the way, folks, uh, I am, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be inviting, you know, guest guest uh, speakers as well to my stream. So make sure you follow me. Uh, make sure you, uh, you stay close to me, folks. I had an amazing guest yesterday, Felipe, uh, who spoke about how to land a job at a, at, at large consulting firms. If you want to check the replay of that, I think it, it's on, it's in the featured section of my profile. So make sure you check that out. All right. 
And uh, hey, if you're interested in being a guest on my live stream, you wanna you wanna share your career advice, your career tips, send me a direct message. Let me know more about yourself and and uh, you know what you like to share with with everyone out there. I love inviting people who are passionate about helping others with career tips and advice. And folks, I don't care what part of the world you're from. I don't care who you are. Like you could be a Martian from Mars. I don't care, folks. I want you on my show, all right? So if you want to be a guest, you want to talk about and share your experiences, feel free to let me know. Send me a direct message. I'm happy to have you here as a guest so you can share your story and what, what has worked for you, what has not worked for you, and, and your challenges and all that stuff, all right? Uh, we got uh, Suzeli in the house. Suzeli says it was amazing. Hey, happy to hear that, Suzeli. Appreciate that. So it looks like there's no more questions, folks. All right, so I'm going to wrap up the session. If, if I miss your question, after you enter in and after I end, uh, end the stream, I will do my best to respond to your question in the comments after the stream, all right? But hey, lunchtime for me, folks. One of my favorite parts of the day. Hope you're doing fantastic. Stay positive. Uh, keep taking action, folks, all right? Keep taking action. And remember, water bottle analogy. Always remember this. Always remember the, the bottle of water analogy. One product. We are one product, but our pitch depends on what? It depends on what? The problems the customer is facing. That is how we adjust our pitch, how we adjust, how we communicate our value to the people we're speaking to. So remember, remember the bottle of water analogy. And uh, hey, uh, see you next Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. All right. Mark your calendars, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone, Wednesdays. I'm going to be right here. All right. Hey, be fantastic, folks. Be amazing. Go out there, conquer the world. And I'm going to be right here to help you folks out with job search tips, advice, strategies to help you folks out. All right. Hey, everyone have a fantastic week.